Hey, welcome in. Welcome in, everybody, to episode number three of the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast, featuring Kyle and... My name's Eric. <laughs> Eric! We're both here, and we are here to talk disc golf on um, the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. All kinds of different topics for you today, so hopefully yeah, we got, we got a stuff. good show for you. Eric, what are we talking about today? I thought it might be fun uh, for us to, for the audience to get to know us and we could uh, talk about our strengths and weaknesses that are in our game right now. It'd also be fun for the future to see what we've improved on and what we may have lost some of our our skills skills there. It's a good idea, man. So uh, why don't you get it kicked off and tell me what your what you think your number one strength is. Number one strength. I'm actually going to go with my scramble. When I get off to the side, I usually just like, you know, sigh a little bit and um, try and find the smallest window I can and push right onto the basket. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I think it's a strength of mine that it works at least most of the time. If it works, then can't argue with those results. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> What about you? What's your, uh, your strength? My number one strength is my approach. I usually can, can once I get up, up close to the basket, I can put it usually within an a easy putting range. Nice. With my Anheuser putts and little forehand overstable putter flicks. Man, I wish I had more of an Anheuser putt. Yeah. Sometimes I struggle to throw it flat. Let alone Anheuser. Let alone, yeah, seriously. Like, I don't know what is wrong with my wrist or, like, what it is with how I hold the disc, but, like, I really have to think about it a lot to put an Anheuser on it when I'm putting. You ever try, like, a super understable putter? Maybe yeah, you can deputy. Something, something, something. Um, Does it work for you? Or? I, it, I never found a use for it. Gotcha. I tried. Put it in, I put the deputy into quite a few trees, so I tried, but... Don't work all the time. No. All right, so what's your number one weakness? Oh, my worst weakness. I'm going to go ahead and just, just say it, uh, like 15 to 35 feet. Ooh, that's, um, that's a rough range. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's that whole range. I need I need a lot of practice. I've been, I completely changed the way that I um, hold the disc one like my grip and then two um where my disc comes back and like my um reach back when i'm putting mm-hmm. i changed both of, both of those things in the past month so i've been a lot more consistent since then but i still feel like it is the weakest part of my game that's rough so you gotta park it or possibly just park always it? take yeah. a take and a three <laughs> man it's like i i don't trust it i just don't it's really annoying that's, I think, is the hardest part of the game is if you don't trust your shot, you're never going to get it. And, like, I've been doing the Putting, thing, driving. Yeah, and I've been doing the thing where I, like, leave my hand up so I know where I'm missing. So that's been helping. Try to adjust from there. Yep. Do you have enough? I can't remember. Do you have enough room in your house that you can practice putting? Um, not really. It's kind of loud. Okay. And I'm on the third floor. Yeah. So... 
up their banging chains. Yeah, I I mean I tried to like you know blankets in the basket itself yeah. so that's quiet and then blankets all over but it's it's a pain and then it's like it's up for like a day and then my wife is like what what is this doing here and yeah because i have to i have to put it right in front of the front door because that's the only place that would fit that makes sense. i mean it's yeah and you other... don't want to be throwing your putters into all the walls right and so yep the front yeah. door works and it's there's not a lot of breakable stuff right there. There's a lot right. of breakable stuff everywhere else. <laughs> Wife will be pretty mad. Yeah, but yeah, I just I've been practicing a lot, but um, it's been cold a little bit every every here and there. I can't really compare it to what you're going through, Eric. But yeah, it's rough here. Yeah, it's been pretty nice in Denver so far, but. And you guys always get tons of wind. Putting in the wind is never easy. Yeah, it's it's pretty consistently above five five miles an hour to ten miles an hour. That's like average, I would say, here. Yeah. That's so pretty rough. Hard to hard to get confident with your putting when you're dealing with that. It makes you question everything. <laughs> yeah, you gotta to get confident in your putting, you just gotta be making shots that and, and if you're not and I've been it just hitting gets worse. some some more shots lately. Um, I would say not since I've changed it up a little bit. I was really I was getting it right from my belly button, like my pullback, and it, now that it's more down by my crotch, it's just been like I feel so much more in control and just like um, it's like at the right level. Doing. It's at the right level for the basket. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yep. Um, what are we on to now? My weakness, my number one weakness is... Eric, what's your number one weakness? <laughs> my number one weakness <laughs> is my forehand. Um, anything outside of 200. Um, even okay. like 150 is like kind of pushing it, but if I can get myself to kind of slow down and just go through the motion, I can sling it out there pretty good. Um, but any, any, I don't think I could even barely reach 200 um, on a good day, so... It's not, th- not an easy thing for me. I threw the uh, Nuke SS earlier off of the tee with forehand, and it actually didn't go that bad. So yeah. I, I feel you there. It's like it was one of those, like, it actually turned over and then came back, which I'm yeah. usually I'm just like a, I'm a hyzer if I'm going to use the forehand. It's more of a utility for me. Yeah. Yep. That's what uh, I just been, what, I, what I've been practicing is uh, I'll drive out and my parents front yard and then i'll just forehand it back and i'll just try to like go through that just that like white light whipping motion and i'm not like pushing for distance but right. just getting like my hand to trying to do muscle memory i guess in my hand yeah keep your palm up mm-hmm. elbow forward yeah all the things <laughs> so uh what's your other what's another big strength in your game you know there's not a lot yeah. <laughs> you can you can list the weaknesses i can list the weaknesses for days um i'm but here like, for it talking up myself is pretty difficult yeah i'm gonna steal one from you though i've been pretty on with my approach shots that's a, i mean that's over half the game scrambling and approaching is is well over half the game because spoiler alert, my uh, driving is a little bit rough, so sometimes I end up um, 
pretty far off of where I intended. Yeah, it's a uh, sprinkler it's nice. system. Yeah, it's nice to have a little bit of. At least I can, you know, grab my harp real quick and just put it on a nice big hyzer and pinpoint it right next to the basket. Sammy the sprinkler system will call you. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, <laughs> another uh, strength in my game that I kind of more touched on with my approach is I have a lot of touch with a putter, I think. Even on, like, my drives, I can kind of get it to to settle where I need it to. Um, never usually goes flying past the basket or anything like that. I mean, I guess it's a putter, so naturally but and you're talking uh, what like 35 to i mean even like just like a like a a drive like driving with the putter i i can kind of get it right where i need it need it to be um yeah i mean really anything i'm i'm not i wouldn't say i'm great at putting but i'm okay at it but i just uh i feel like i'm just really comfortable with a putter in my hand i guess is is what i was trying to get with all that i feel the same way i think it's it's just like disking down instead of disking up yeah definitely well back to weaknesses yep back to the fun um (laughs) weaknesses um are all over in my game but i already spoiled it uh my driving is getting better working on it um all the time is there is there any disc golfer that's like yeah no my driving's perfect i don't need to work on it anymore i don't think so yeah that wouldn't make much sense wouldn't you like give up at that point and try to find something else to do there's been a lot of video recording for me lately so i've been really dissecting all the uh subtle movements there's a there's a guy on facebook that if you like send it to him for free he'll kind of like pick it apart if you're interested in that, I can try to find them for you. Well, that'd be cool. Maybe we can make that into some sort of a video or something. Yeah. Maybe they'll want to come on and talk to us. May That would be pretty sweet. Maybe he can start a business off of our business. <laughs> but yeah, I I went through a phase of like only throwing really overstable stuff and trying to either force a flex line or just go with a straight hyzer and play with like a little bit of a shorter distance. Um, because I could get away with it, um, not playing in the woods and stuff. That's how you got so good at scrambling and approaching. Yeah, it's just those little kind of touch shots. I don't know. Gotcha. But the driving is pretty pretty rough. Um, and I would say, just as a little special add-on for weaknesses, uh, again, forehand over 200 feet or, like, you know, even above 150. When I'm putting any kind of power on it, it's like, what are you doing, friend? Yeah, I feel you. I took a video of it, and it was very, very sad. You could have put, like, you know, crying music behind it or something. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no, what's he doing? (laughs) What's your, uh, what's your other weakness? I don't have any sort of an overhand game, period. I wouldn't even call it a weakness because it's just, so it doesn't even exist. Yeah, it, there's, it's not even there, which is weird because I used to be a baseball player. So you think I would, at some point I would have figured it out, but it's. Uh, I threw it's, one into a field the other day. Happening. 
it's fun. I the only time I think I've ever thrown a good one was when you still had that arrow be epic at your parents' house. Yep. And I just decided to try to chuck it, not knowing that's what it's made for, and it worked. And I was like, oh, that must that's be, weird. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's should, strange. <laughs> should have kept it. You could have used it. Yeah, that's it. Someone was just online looking for one, and he like actually uses it. He like carries it in tournaments, and then as soon as he starts like where he feels like he can't catch up. That's when he pulls it out just to embarrass everybody else on his card that he's like out driving them with thumbers. That's funny. I know. Like that's a, it's a good entertainment at the I very mean, least. Yeah, you might as well, you know, get your uh, fame while you can. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I was listening to a thing with Simon uh, Lazat. He was doing a podcast and he said that he does that um, when he's losing in a tournament. He'll just be like, well, I'll just throw whatever line I can and see if I can get it like a highlight reel. You know? Yeah, he did it at the DDO Open this year with the Skamahawk. Yep. 100 feet in the air and 300 feet in distance. Absolutely insane. <laughs> I'd rip my shoulder out trying that. Can you imagine? I, could, I couldn't do it. It sounds painful. Well, it sounds like he did rip his shoulder. I was to say, yeah, yeah. I think it was his elbow, but yeah, it did, but didn't help, help him either. No. He's not going to start the season, is he? Nope. He already he already mentioned he's going to be taking, taking the first little bit off. Man, that's rough. Yep. He must have had sure a really is. pretty bad setback. Yeah, I think, uh, I think all the doctor like you know he kept there like doing physical therapy and i think he said the only thing they haven't tried is uh just not doing anything with it like just doing literally anything else but using it and so that's what he's trying right now i mean i hope it works me too it'd be really sad i'm sure he could get just as good with his left hand and i know he could beat me with his left hand that's not even like a absolutely question. but can he pr- compete at a professional level with yeah, his non-dominant I mean, hand? It would be a, quite the challenge. It'd be a hell of a video. I'm going to call him and see if he wants to try to beat me. I would watch it. <laughs> well, I bet you he could beat us playing doubles with his left hand. That's a video. Yep. Just embarrass <laughs> us. He would destroy us. Yeah, sure would. He sure would. Because oh. <laughs> I think he can still put right. Like, you know, it's not like that strenuous on the elbow. Right. Yeah, I'm sure he could learn to putt left better than us, too. Oh, yeah. Def- I, I think Man. anyone could learn to putt better than us. <laughs> <laughs> it is he my could num- learn to putt with his feet. <laughs> it is my number one weakness. Yeah. That'll happen. Okay, you guys, uh, Kyle's got a treat for us today. It's uh, his turn to do In the Bag. Yeah. say In the Cart? <laughs> yeah, In the Stroller. <laughs> in the Stroller. I push around a uh, jogging stroller that I've um, retrofitted my disc golf bag onto. And then the the pouch on the bottom of it that usually holds all the kids' food. I switch that into a putting pouch. So that holds like 20 discs. That's a lot of discs. That's a lot of putters. It's a lot of putters. Um, and that's a lot of my bag. All right, here we go. So Start. you carry all those putters, but you're still not good 
that putting? Yeah, you are so correct. I carry around a lot of discs, and I'm also really bad at disc golf. <laughs> Somehow, that goes together. So what uh, what are you starting off with first? I'm starting off with a, uh, this one's a new one. I got it over the summer, and I uh, absolutely love it. It's a, I'm going to start with putters, by the way. It is a PA3 by Prodigy Disc Golf. I bagged three of them in various plastics and where uh, those kind of kicked out your your old main one didn't they yes i mean you still carry them yeah my not next, yeah that's the judge is my next one um i use the pa3s more now because it's more windy all the time it it's always windy here so having something that's a little bit more wind resistant just makes sense the judge can get a little bit get a little bit loose um in a headwind um on me so I like something that just kind of dies, even in a headwind. Yeah, we'll see what those EMAC judges fill the spot. Yeah, we will see. I'm pretty excited about those. They're not crazy expensive. Dynamic's pretty cheap, so. Right, and it should be um, pretty similar to the PA3, and that's really kind of what I wanted anyway. It was just like a beaded putter similar to a judge, but not a judge. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big old bead on that thing. It has like the biggest bead like in disc golf, I think. Well, it's got something. Yeah, the PA three is not a, a micro- measuring contest, but the P- yeah, the PA three is a micro bead, so it's a little bit. I would I would say it's maybe even a little bit more comfortable for me to for, to have the micro bead. Yeah, I've never liked beads, so I like to have something there to have it rest my finger on. Gotcha. But I do have um, uh, these are basically the same disc. A harp. I have four harps that I bag. From hard to soft, and then one of my soft ones is really like waffling and super overstable. Puddle. Puddling, sorry. You're good. It's uh, I was just, yeah, waffles fine. Waffling works, right? Yeah, yeah. But Wonky. yeah, that that one's been one of my longest running ones, and I throw that um, all the time. Forehand shots too. Um, if I'm like stuck and I'm scrambling. That's my go-to, is either zone. The zone seems to be a little bit, it pushes a little bit more than the harps. The harps just want to, like, die and turn. On the ground. Yeah, get me on the ground. Um, whereas the zone has a little bit more, I feel like, a tiny bit more glide to it. Um, so it, they both do have their uses. You just like them all, though. Can't get rid of them. Yeah, never going to never gonna give up my harps. Or I want to get, like, an, a premium plastic zone. That's going to be coming up here. I think only somebody got you a premium plastic harp. It's on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Eric has this thing where he got me a disc. He got me this harp and he wants me to throw it, but I like it enough to want to put it on the wall. So I put it on the wall. It's not my disc. I can't control them. I, that's you can't. He <laughs> can't be re- dealt with. He can't be reasoned <laughs> Uh Next, next up, I have. I'm going to go from understable to overstable from now on. I bag a meteor in ESP pl- uh, plastic. It is a dream. It I can get it to throw. If I throw it on a, a pretty steep hyzer, it'll just flatten out and go straight. Um, if I throw it flat, it'll just turn over. Super useful utility. Use that all the time when I'm scrambling. That's sometimes, a f- sometimes good feeling disc. ESP is one of my favorite plastics, and I only only have this one. <laughs> so, 
obviously <laughs> obviously one of your favorites right <laughs> obviously um next up i have my truths i think i have like well it's truth is meaning emac truths and i have regular truths i think i have three regular truths and three emac truths all in your card at the same time no i carry oh. four okay i was gonna say that's wild no, I carry a DX, uh, which is pretty beat in. Um, two biofusions, one's more beat in than, than the other, and then um, a Lucid. So, what's more understaple, the DX Prime Truth or the Meteor? Very similar. Um, the Prime Truth has a little bit more fade, whereas gotcha. my Meteor pretty much just goes straight. Gotcha. So our mid ranges are almost identical. Really? Pretty much identical. Yeah, I carry Meteor and I carry Emac. Well, I only carry Emac truths, but well, aren't you fancy? Yeah, <laughs> it just makes sense to me. It's like, eh, what's the point? I guess. Anyway, I like them both. I I really don't see much of a difference. Mm. Although my Emac Lucid one is my most overstable, so could be the plastic though. You never know. Could be. And that's my mid ranges. I don't really carry a ton of mid ranges, but four truths and a uh, meteor does it for me. Thought you have one more. What mid range? What? No? You, you don't carry justices anymore? Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude! I don't even think of that as like a uh, just a utility. Mid-range. Yeah, that's like. That, sorry, that's <laughs> edit that in. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I think of that same spot almost as my like harps and zones. It's just a little bit further. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot about that guy. Though. And turns fast. Yeah, it turns super fast. Um, but I can throw it about two hundred feet very comfortably, like pinpoint. And you know it's gonna go left. I know it is. No matter what, it's gonna go Unless left. Unless you're throwing forehand, then it won't. Then, then it's gonna go right. And I do throw that one forehand quite a bit. Um, that's a Justice in Lucid Plastic. I also have it in Moonshine. We found that one in Wix Park. But I don't bag that one typically, especially because of the snow lately too. So is that all for your mid-ranges then? That's all for my mid-ranges. Thanks for again for reminding me about the Justice. Yeah, of course. Um, we're in a big um to leave that off. Uh, <laughs> we are going to start with my... T-Birds. I don't really have a super understable fairway driver right now. I just pretty much bag a champion T-Bird and a uh, star T-Bird. Tell them what happened to your DX T-Bird. It... (laughs) So it was uh, 30 mile an hour gust winds pointed directly at a freeway. Uh, it run. There's a hole at Whit or not Wicks Park, West Creek Park here in Parker that it runs right next to a freeway, and a gust got under it and took it over onto the freeway, like right in the middle of it. So I couldn't actually go get it anymore. Goodbye, that T-bird. And did it cause any traffic pileups? I don't think so. I don't think it hit any cars, but I wasn't about to go run onto a freeway for some DX plastic. Yeah, was this was this been your second car hit? If it did, or... um, yeah, yep. 
Yep. So just keeping track. Just just keep a track here. Yeah. Put jot that down. Go ahead and jot that down. <laughs> so yes, you've you've had your purple tea bird basically as long as I can almost remember playing with you. Yep. That's now you got been... a nice pretty pink one. Yeah, that thing is overstable. Yeah, that's good. And it skips sometimes. And it it's uh it almost feels the same thing as like my Thunderbird, which is coming later, sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> so is the star one would you say that's still your workhorse or have you moved into something different so or is the champion the one the workhorse i don't i usually use something i use a little bit later if i'm okay all right never mind you can continue then yeah you're cool i i just i do throw it quite a bit the star one has gotten a little bit more understable as time has gone on and i don't mind it it's it's like one of my farthest probably flying discs really I don't know. It's always nice. It's always nice to throw far. It's nice to just like, and it's flat. I can just throw it flat and it just, I know what it's going to do every single time pretty much. Except for, I mean, 30 mile an hour winds, I might need to disc up a little bit. Maybe. We'll see. Moving on to a little bit higher speed comes a TL3. So I keep this one in my bag for those long turnover shots. I don't know. What are the numbers on a TL3? I can't think of offhand. If not, I can look it up. I can't. I'm going to say 9, 5, negative 2, 2. That's what I would sounds, This sounds pretty sounds That'd be my guess. Great. I don't know if it's a 9 speed. It might be lower, but that's what I think it is. Um, well, you could continue. I'll look it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's bright orange. I only have one of them. I've had it for quite a little while. I think it was actually a gift from you, Eric, wasn't it? Uh, is it DX? Yeah. Yeah, I bought a bunch of DX plastic to try it out. Yeah, man, I'm still rocking that thing. I don't throw it a ton, and it works because it won't ever really get too messed up if I don't throw too much. Nothing wrong with that. Moving on to slightly more overstable, I have an FD that I bag. Um, it's almost clear. It's like a peach color. Also a gift from Eric, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've given me a lot of discs, man. I know. Now I just got to figure out a way to pry that FD from you. I know. Well, pry it from my cold, dead hands. So the TL3 was 8, 4, negative 1, 1. I mean, I was close. Yeah, you were. Definitely just a were. little bit less extreme than what I said. Yeah, but you can pretty much get the same flight path out of the eight five negative two two than you would an eight four negative one one. Right. Moving on, uh, still a little bit understable, um, is my river. I have a regular river that I bag. Uh, this thing loves to turn over. Uh, pretty much all the time. I don't throw it a ton, but it might be. Like, if I get a nice controlled shot with it, the farthest is in my bag. I know I said that earlier, but... It all depends on the day which disc is the farthest in the bag. I'd say typically it's still one of them coming up, but, like... It's only because it's a new addition to the bag. The river has been, like, my longest, like, pretty understable disc that it takes a lot of control, but... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Moving on to my Thunderbirds. I have three different Thunderbirds that I bag. Old bag. Thundies. Yeah, good old Thundy. That was my new, that was my favorite thing when I came back and visited. I had just gotten the Thunderbird, so I was like, oh, good old Thundy. I'll throw it on every single shot. And then the DX Plastic got super understable, super quick. He loved it. Loved it. I still do. Oh, it's, yeah, I know. It's still a, a pretty reliable, the champion one is in the wind, and also the um, star one. I have Jeremy Colling's Pro Tour. It's pretty sweet. Got that Thunderbird. What color one are you throwing? It's like a like a greenish, peachy kind of thing. Because you got two of them, right? Right. Of the, yeah, you just bag one. I just couldn't remember which one you ended up bagging. Yeah, it's a little bit brighter than the other one. And then I'll defer to Eric on how to say this other one. Ahati? Ati? Ati. 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 Just like, Ati. Like Audi, but yeah. Ati. This thing is yep. that's, very... That's what I found. Very overstable. This thing wants to get left as hard as the Justice. It just goes a little bit farther. I can throw this one like 250 to 275 on a um versus the Justice Kinetic. I can really push just over 200 if I'm trying pretty hard. So, yeah, it's kind of like a Firebird copy, isn't it? Yep. Or that's the idea behind it? I think it's the West Side version of a Firebird. Um, yeah. I do have my Firebird, but I don't really throw it too much yet. Even like your color glow one? Did that ever make the bag or just the... Cause I know you have a broken Firebird, but... Yeah, that one's not in my bag. The glow one I, I'm kind of saving because I heard that that one can kind of turn a different color in the sun. So you don't want it to turn the color, or you do want it to turn the I color? I don't want it to turn the color, oh, okay. I don't think. Gotcha. I like the color. Gotcha. Usually they just get kind of like a deeper, or at least that's my my uh, understanding of them. But Gotcha. I've, I've always tried I've to keep wrong. it covered up when I'm like throwing it. I just keep it in like a hat or something. Like you like hat. throw it, and then throw it, go pick it up. As quickly as you're possible and dive on it. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh! <laughs> that's funny and then last but definitely not least my only maximum range driver in my bag currently that i throw on a regular basis is a nuke ss uh it's in premium plastic so it will be exactly the same forever and at the moment I'm hyzer flipping it and using it for like super long turnover shots. And um, it pretty much only like turns over if I throw it like on an Anheuser angle, it will like turn over too much. Other than that, if I throw it like nice and flat, it'll just stay pretty flat. It's pretty sweet. That's been like your newest addition to the bag, right? Or did you? Yeah, that's been that? the newest thing. Um, well, you recommended that I go and try out some longer range drivers. So I have uh, that one that actually has made the bag pretty much just because I can get so much distance out of out of it pretty effortlessly. Whereas yeah, I was, was uh, understable. 
are pretty nice. Yeah, it's so nice. And it's not like understable, but uncontrollable. It's still quite controllable for right. me. So I, I really like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's my bag. I'm pretty happy with it so far. I think it has a good mix of pretty much everything that I need most most games. Carry any little knickknacks with you? That's always an important part of the bag. Knickknacks. Um, but not, good luck charms. Not and... really. No. I have a 420 uh, mini that a friend gave me. I still have that, and I rocked that at my first tournament. I lost mine, so. I know you did. <laughs> but I still rock mine. Yeah, it was supposed to be twinsies, but somebody yeah. had to lose theirs. They're pretty easy and cheap to find. So They are. But uh, yeah, that's my bag. It's a it's a cart. I pushed it around. It's uh, got way too many discs in it. There are a lot of discs that are like I'm trying out. Um, yeah. I have like a Saint Pro. I have um, a few different distance drivers that I'm trying out. It's a nice thing of a cart. You don't add that extra weight to carry around. That's it, man. I can literally carry as many discs as I want, and I typically do. <laughs> and I throw a bunch, and it's a lot of fun. Disc golf has been a, like a super awesome replacement for skateboarding for me, just so I'm not hurting myself all of the time, like I was when I was skateboarding. So now you just have to learn not to slip on ice, right? And like, I really need to learn how to stretch better. Oh yeah, stretching is big. I've been trying to stretch every morning. Doesn't always happen, but it's a good idea. Yeah, it feels good when I do get a nice, nice stretch session session in. But thanks for listening to my bag, man. I appreciate you. You yeah, think I should uh, add anything in? You have any comments, insights? Knickknacks. You need more knickknacks. More knickknacks, huh? Yeah. I have like a pocket knife that I carry. Uh, need like good luck charms. Maybe a game or two. Some snacks. I don't eat on the course. I usually do drink water and I have a speaker that I... I don't play music very loud. I'm not one of those people. But I... We'll play music quietly to myself. See, that's a dick deck. Is it? A speaker? Yeah. How is it not? Okay, count it then. Knickknack. Count it or tool. Knickknacks or tools. Yeah. I guess I could have said. Count it. Well, yeah. And then I have like a bunch of D links just all over, just whenever I need it. Oh, I have a towel too. Forgot about that. I found a nice uh, Discraft one that somebody had left. And I was like, well, sorry. I guess this is mine now. No number on it. Yeah. I guess I could have left it at the basket, but I feel like towels are kind of... Once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, you never know. I lost a glove, so... Yeah, that'll happen. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's the end of In the Bag. Alright, Eric. Let's talk about our next topic, which is... Top three dream courses on the Pro Tour. Eric, what's your number three? My number three is Idlewild. It it looks like such a fun course to play, and I know I would do horribly and get (laughs) so upset and hit so many trees. So many trees. So many little creeks, but it just looks like such a fun, fun place to play. Uh, They have like the, they look like putt-putt greens, and I think like tossing up to those on an approach shot would just uh just really make it make it a lot of fun and to define it a little bit further dream courses we mean just courses we would like to play overall not 
not like you know something we want to compete on just a course we we've seen on tv and we're like wow i want to just throw off that tee yep that's exactly what went through my head anyway well cool we're on the same page yes what do you got for me i have at number three the preserve it is a uh kale lavisca uh design course who's a pretty famous disc golf designer it looks immaculate like almost like a uh ball golf course so i think there's plenty of opportunities for big skips and it doesn't look like there's like a ton of water but there's a little bit it just looks like a ton of fun yeah i think it's it's you almost kind of hit it like head on the nail where it's like the most ball golf course but still designed like a disc golf course because i don't really love the um disc golf courses that are just on a ball golf course right it's it's pretty boring without any kind of like creativity to it like really really took his time and made it made it something um, that you don't get to see every day right just the one the one that really sticks out in my mind i think um the basket was like on a hill and if you landed on the uh ball golf green it was out of bounds so you had to like hit this hill just so perfectly or it would roll down the backside or you'd hit ob on the front And it was just like the most technical little shot. And I was just like, oh man, I could, I could try. (laughs) I could toss my whole bag off that, at that. (laughs) Be happy I made one. Right. (laughs) Technical note, I was talking about the course around Eureka Lake, not the other one. Anyway, what's your number two? My number two uh, is actually kind of close to me and it's uh, the toboggan course for the uh disc golf great lakes open nice um it's not too far away so i actually have like a opportunity to go play that maybe sometime this summer Um, that's a goal yeah i would not be able to play it anywhere like uh like um the pros do it obviously but but you can be a workout (laughs) you'd be able to see like how your shots compare to theirs you know i think that would be cool throwing five shots uphill as opposed to they just throw the one shot that goes all the way uphill right and you'd be like how did they even do this (laughs) maybe i can play it backwards i'll just play all downhill shots oh that'd be good (laughs) it's worth a try (laughs) worth a try Uh, my number two is ledgestone i don't know where what state is this in I don't know offhand, actually. That's a good question, but I don't know. Anyway, it's centered around a lake, and it looks... I mean, it's just a bunch of, like... It's short hole, then a bomber, and then a short hole, and then more of a bomber. And it just looks like it... Probably I would lose about five discs, but I think it'd be fun. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with losing a disc or two when you're playing a dream course right absolutely i mean that's why you buy dx plastic five (laughs) might be a lot but yeah but i I could do it (laughs) so eric it comes down to this the much anticipated finale what's your number one uh maple hill i've just watched it so much on simon lazat's channel and casey throwing there yeah um all the shots look fun uh this looks like a like probably one of the more well put together courses 
um, that we get to watch on on tour. It doesn't look like too difficult to, I think. I think uh, I definitely lose lose a disc on hole one trying to drive off the pro tees. Right. Where you got to make it over that lake, but what do you after think? that, this is the lake like four hundred feet. <laughs> I can't even remember. It's I think it's something like that. It's pretty close, and I yeah. think I get up there and and think I have all this room to rip it, and then just end up end up not throwing very good at all. I like that choice. It's it's a good it's a sounds like a good 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 course. It'd be awesome to make it there to watch the pros do it, but probably not. Probably that you'll do that. Where's that one at? Is that in Maine? Uh, Maine. Uh, no, where is Massachusetts. That one? Massachusetts. I think that's what, yeah. I think it's Maple Hill, in Massachusetts. Okay. It's wherever, uh, it's wherever Simon lives. Yeah. <laughs> Simon lives there. That's all yeah, I know. Sh- shout out Simon Lazat. <laughs> yep. He's the one who's kind of made me fall in love with it. Yes, Massachusetts. Nailed Can't it. Say it. MA, whatever, all the same. They're all the same. <laughs> what do you got for us for the final final course? Number one, much anticipated. <laughs> you said it earlier. It's the Disc Golf Great Lakes Open Diglo. Yeah. So now you'll have to come home in the summer and we'll have to play the course together. Then we can at least knock it off our bucket list. I would love to do that. So it's a toboggan course and it looks like it has the most hills of any course like on tour maybe. Yeah. I mean, what hole one, you throw down a hill, then hole two, you throw back up the hill. Right. So like, can you imagine the the thigh workout, the burning man? Yeah, we're gonna have to have to do a lot of the stretching before that one. I don't know if that's a cart friendly. <laughs> Take a nap. Take a nap halfway through. Right. Do you think that's a cart friendly course or no? I think so. I think Germ still pushes his cart on it. That would suck to push a cart around all that course, but it would also suck to have a big old backpack yeah, full I of think discs. regardless you're just going to be tired you just yeah, got to no figure out what. what's best for you and <laughs> run with it and not look back but absolutely that that looks like probably one of the coolest like design courses I can think of yep lots of just big shots and like technical Pros just make it look so easy too technical angle control with the elevation change the pros are just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna step up and rip a little sidearm down this hill and right, no big deal. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Oh, okay then. It's ob long. You got to worry about that. I don't. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I don't have a worry in the world about that. <laughs> nope. Oh, shit. So that that would definitely be the funnest part is just watching my throw and then comparing it to like eagles or anybody right. else's throw. It's just I thought that was funny this year at Deglo. Eagles never played that course and then he wins it this year. That's like Pretty cheating. Interesting. I know. Cause... First time ever in Michigan even, both him and Really? Sam. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Cuz uh they there's like a European tour that or European tournament that is going on normally at the same time, and because of COVID, they couldn't make it to that one. So right, so they just went to. 
took home the win. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Top three dream courses. Yeah, we figured probably a good time to talk about them right before the season's starting. Only, I can't uh, wait. Just just over a week by the time you're listening to this. Oh, my gosh. Because we can announce now this is all coming out on the 5th. Well, this episode might be coming out on the 17th. But there's uh, full release episodes coming out on the 15th. So keep an eye out. So while you're listening to this one, the ones on the 15th will be out, though. Just, oh, absolutely. This is, just a, so this we're is third, aware. third in order. Keep a lookout yes. for episode number five or four. And five. <laughs> and five. Keep and ten, hopefully. Make hopefully we make it to ten. Let's hope I'm hoping to make it at least a hundred. We can do it. I think Keep we absolutely can do it. And if we just get one new viewer listener every time we'll have a hundred listeners. That would be awesome. Well, thanks for uh, showing up and listening, guys. We, we appreciate you guys listening all the way to the end, too. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Uh, we had a really fun time talking about um, some of our strengths and weaknesses. Eric, did you want to set any goals for your game? To get better. Uh, no, I mean, I'm always working on my putting, and I'm really trying to just work on my forehand. I kind of touched on it at the beginning where when I'm like doing field work, I just forehand back to back to where I started kind of thing. But those are my my two main things. I know I didn't list putting as a weakness, but you can never not get better at putting. Putting is like, that's my biggest, I think my biggest thing I need to work on. Um, Drive for dope or drive for show, putt for dough. (laughs) I like it. A secret message just for the people who made it all the way to the end of the episode. We love you the most, just so you know. Anyone who left early, get out of here. <laughs> no, just, just kidding. kidding. Just, just kidding. Happy you listen. We love you too. <laughs> but there is going to be a giveaway, so look for that on Instagram coming soon. Ooh, giveaway! So probably be on Facebook and Twitter and pretty much everything, but TikTok, I think. I might make a video for TikTok even. Well, he might. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't like the TikToks? I don't understand it. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks uh, again, guys. Yeah, even thanks you, Eric, for uh, you know putting the time aside. I know you're a busy guy. And uh, that is the end of the Oh No Disc Golf podcast. Uh, that is episode number three in the books. Uh, jot that down, guys. Episode three done. We did it. We <laughs> we're gonna just self congratulate at the end of every episode. Look, we did it, guys! Just boost, us. Boost our. Boost our uh, that thing. Egos. Yep, that one. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's the best episode yet, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gets better every time. <laughs>